We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Yep, it was another insane week, all right. It started with Clown World. Dr. Anthony Fauci calling for testing of all people coming into the country. Big chef to legal aliens. You know what that means, right? If you're an American and you want to come back into the country, you have to be tested. But if you're not an American and you're an illegal immigrant and you go through the southern border, it's all good. The insanity continued with Senator Tom Cotton wailing on the Department of Injustice this week for not classifying the Wisconsin terrorist who killed six as a terrorist, but classifying parents who object to what their kids are being taught in school and forcefully present that to school board members as terrorists. They have their own actual hashtags under which they're monitored using the Patriot Act. But this guy, folks, do you realize something? This guy in Wisconsin who did this Christmas parade, you realize he killed six, including a a beautiful little boy? Do you know how many people the Boston Marathon bombers killed in their terror attack? Three! Both did it for ideological reasons. And yet, the Boston bombers... I mean, think about the just reams of coverage of that over the years. The Boston bombers are known as terrorists, as they should be. But the guy in Wisconsin? Yeah, he just drove an SUV that happened to, well, wander off the track. What does that mean? It means as a society, we're normalizing terrorism by one part of society. In this case a lunatic Black Lives Matter supporter who raved about his support for Black Lives Matter and his hatred for cops and white people. It's really clear why he did this. Everybody knows it. He even referred to himself on social media as a black supremacist. But we're all pretending we don't know that. So, welcome to this edition of Insane Things. Things we've never seen before. Bizarre things. That'll change the way we live forever. And most of these things are about what we accept now, like thing number one. Let me take you back through history to properly set this up. Do you remember when we were told over and over, as if it were fact by the mainstream media, that Trump was insane, deranged, as in he had a legitimate, diagnosable mental illness. They even brought in psychologists to diagnose him from afar and argued He was such a danger, he would surely start World War III because he had access to the nuclear codes. He had to be contained. He was dangerous. 
Heck, the DOJ was even contemplating wearing a wire to spy on him to try to take him out with the 25th Amendment. Can you imagine during all that coverage during the Trump presidency, if texts between Trump's kids and their friends had been unearthed in which they confessed that, yes, their father was diagnosably medically insane, that he had a mental illness that kept him from properly functioning in the highest office of the land, the media would have gone wild before it was all over. Republican leaders would be forced to call for his resignation and he'd be removed by the 25th Amendment. But here's the thing. This week, we discovered we actually have texts like that. But they weren't written by the Trump kids. They were written by Hunter Biden, in which he and Dr. Keith Ablo, a psychologist, laugh and joke about Joe's dementia, which they say and concede he definitely has. They even wonder aloud if he knows where he lives. And joke about the fact that living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue will at least ensure that he knows where he lives. Take a listen to some of these texts that the media is studiously ignoring right now. These texts were saved on Hunter Biden's laptop, which Miranda Devine, a reporter with the New York Post, got a hold of. They're from her book, and they're stunning. In them, Dr. Abelo writes to Hunter, your dad is the answer. Any man who can triumph over dementia is a giant think we what he could do for our nation's needed recovery hunter answers back you're such an a-hole but that made me laugh out loud they both openly acknowledge that joe biden has dementia and as far as getting over it you can't it's not like cancer you don't go into remission you only get worse ablo goes on to say quote perhaps he can help us remember all we intended to be as a people since he can now remember his address prompting hunter to say that he doesn't need to know where he lives because that's the only thing the Secret Service gets right at least 75% of the time. Then the two go on to joke about how they want to start a podcast about notable people who've struggled with traumas and tragedies in their life, and they want to invite Joe to be the first guest, seeing as he has dementia and all, but has still managed to rise into the U.S. presidency. Ablo even asked Hunter if his dad can, quote, recall details with the dementia and all. Hunter responds that he can't remember much these days, but since it's all fake news anyway, I don't see the problem. Neither apparently does the once 25th Amendment obsessed media see the problem with a demented leader of the free world. It's totally normal. Nothing to see here. In fact, This should have been huge news. You saw how earlier in the week the media covered the Joe Biden physical. He's fine, said the doctors. The media didn't dwell on the fact at all that he didn't have a cognitive test when they went through Trump's with a fine-tooth comb, because surely he was insane. So this is our new normal, with a president whose own family admits he's demented and everybody pretending it's normal. But then we pretend a lot of things are normal that we really shouldn't. Like what's happening in Pennsylvania takes us to insane thing number two. As we watch the erasure of women's sports in heartbreaking detail. This week's female, but not female contestant, funny it never goes the other way, does it? Is a woman, now woman, named Leah Thomas, formerly named Will, who spent three completely unremarkable seasons swimming for the University of Pennsylvania as a dude before transitioning to a woman. All you're required to do is take testosterone for a year. That doesn't erase any of your inherent male 
advantages. But just like we're all required to pretend that the president does not have dementia, we will pretend that Leah isn't actually a dude while she shatters records. Here's Fox News' Peter Hemmer describing that. I, I guess I want to hear from the other swimmers on the team, the, uh, the women on the team who uh, they went in to win or compete well, and they, they, they got wiped literally out of the pool. And not only is she second, second yeah. records at Pennsylvania, but she is now beating almost every record nationwide when it comes to women's swim. That's what I want to know, too, Peter. Can you imagine some women somewhere coming undone? Do you know what it would be like? You and I will never know this. To be so good at something you set a record. How hard, even with natural talent, you'd have to work to do that. And to have it so unfairly stolen from you by a mediocre athlete who never set a single damn record when he swam for three years. He had an unremarkable career. Good enough, obviously, to swim in college, but nothing impressive. And to have it taken from you like that, to have your accomplishment stolen like that, I can just, I would come undone. I might have to have counseling to deal with it, but no one cares. And we go on pretending. Folks, you know where this is going to lead? And I worry about this because I have kids who are very active in, in sports. You know where this is going to lead? These coaches have to make bank. They have to produce results. And they're going to increasingly be forced to do it with mixed gender teams where they recruit and fight over the boys posing as girls and then pat out the rest of the team with the girls. So we'll have male sports and mixed male sports with no female sports. And the saddest part of that to me is exactly what Peter Hemmer was getting at today. The names of the legends, the ones we should know, the Mia Hams, the Jackie Jordan Curseys, we'll never know their names. They'll get blasted right past by imposters, selfish, delusional, and possibly mentally ill individuals who steal from them what is not rightfully theirs. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. But you can't say that anymore. There's so many things of which we can't speak anymore. And there was a good barometer on where we are on that this week. The kind of barometer that makes you ask, if cancel culture is here today, where will it be in three years? You know who just got canceled? The American Heart Association. Or I should say, the American Heart Abomination. Such an object of horror that we can't gaze upon it or any links there too. What is the deal with that? Twitter is now warning users that the website of the American Heart Association may be 
unsafe. After it published an abstract in one of its medical journals containing research linking mRNA COVID-19 vaccines to heart inflammation. In other words, they told the truth. And that is unsafe. Again, if the American Heart Association is so unsafe, such a horror, human eyes cannot be laying upon its studies. And it's mm, 2021. Where will we be in 2020? Four, in terms of just being able to have the simplest debates over the simplest thing. By the way, the censorship and harassment worked. After Twitter deemed their study unsafe, the American Heart Association later attached a, quote, expression of concern, unquote, to their own study, warning readers it contains potential errors. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't even believe they think that. Or they wouldn't have published it. They're afraid. And it's that fear that is eating our society from the inside out. Speaking of things I fear has to be number four on the insane list this week. On Tuesday, Congress passed a bill mandating the creation of a a vaccine database. Here's how this will work. And I did a podcast on it yesterday. Whoever gets the vaccine goes into the vaccine database. That way they know if you didn't get the vaccine and they can remind you. Now, ostensibly, this only passed in the House. We'll pray it doesn't pass in the Senate. Ostensibly, um, this bill barred the creation of vaccine passports by the federal government. But what it doesn't tell you is that Microsoft and its partners have already created vaccine passports. All they need to do is plug their private sector vaccine passports into the vaccine database and voila, vaccine passports. Well, that was insane. Folks, you know, this podcast, these insane thing podcasts, they're about things we've never seen before. We have seen papers, travel papers, which must be presented at every checkpoint, a form of government permission to take part in society. They had them in Nazi Germany. They had them in Stalin's Russia. And they'll have them here. You heard that right. They are absolutely coming. But what's different, what we've never seen before with travel papers, is the digitization of travel papers. And they're about to be digitized. They're going to try very hard to get them on you. The day after Congress passed the vaccine passports, guess what happened? USA Today reports that Massachusetts announced vaccine passports are coming to Massachusetts. But it's so much more exciting than that. They have partnered, Governor Charlie Baker told Boston Public Radio, they've partnered with 15 to 20 other states to create a single QR code that can be used for all sorts of things where people may choose to require a vaccine. See where this is going? Now, quite a few states across the nation, there's about 15 of them, have in some form banned these. Um, In many cases, not completely. But most of them are government bans. In other words, your city council can't say, hey, you're going to need a vaccine passport. Um, But what they can do 
what the private sector can do, and this is how they're going to do this is through the private sector. So, well, you know, if you want to fly southwest, you're going to need a vaccine passport QR code right there on your phone. And guess what it does? It tracks everywhere you go and everyone you interact with if they have the QR code. You know what else it allows? A ban on interstate travel. Sure, your governor might not ban interstate travel. But what if your family lives in Massachusetts or one of the other 15 to 20 states? You might want to visit them. You might need to go there for work. See how this works? And this is building the backbone for people to be excluded from public life. Which, by the way, the media is studiously not covering the horror that is Europe right now. Folks, Europe is falling. It is, and so is Germany. Let me just do a quick roundup of what happened in Europe this week so you can see where our elites are headed. This is not getting anywhere near enough attention, especially given the Massachusetts announcement this week. In Europe, the unvaccinated are being pushed to the margins of society and in many countries could face prison by the end of the year. Wrap your mind around that. That's despite... Dozens of countries around the world, including many in Europe, that already have vaccine passports and exclude the unvaccinated from public life. It's no longer good enough. The EU is considering compulsory, it looks like they'll go that way, compulsory vaccines. Period. End of memo. No choice. In Austria, do you see this one? The unvaccinated are looking at potential prison time as the country locks down. You heard that right. And in Austria, the unvaccinated now face fines equivalent to 8,100 American dollars. The Austrian government, Breitbart reports, has announced it will be forcing all residents to take the Wuhan virus vaccine. Those who refuse will face heavy fines and possible prison sentences starting in February. Good God. But Germany, too, has fallen. As of right now, in Germany, the unvaxxed are banned from virtually every area of society except for a few essential services, which means the government is graciously still, for now, allowing them to buy food, for now, as long as they segregate themselves from the other shoppers. Oh, and they're even dictating who can come to your house. They're only allowed two extra people over for Christmas. That's it. Germany, too, is now debating potential prison sentences for the unvaxxed. In Greece, how bad is it there? They're planning this year to roll out fines for unvaccinated elderly. Up to 100 euros per month for anybody born in 1961 or before. In Greece, unvaccinated people are already banned from indoor spaces. In Australia... They've progressed to the next phase. Parts of it anyway. Parts are still free. Yes. The quarantining of the unvaccinated and the COVID positive in quarantine camps. I kid you not. Folks, this is huge news. This is going all over the world. Have you seen anything about it in our media or much in our media? Maybe a little Tucker Carlson. The American people don't realize the darkness that is unfolding all over the world. If they did... They'd fight these vaccine passports and mandates much harder, even in places like Massachusetts, which, like I just said, they're rolling out their vaccine passports. That's why this is being virtually blacked out. 
And you can almost not help but laugh reading this because it's so absurd, but they take it very seriously. In Australia, the chief premier of Australia's Northern Territory, a lunatic named Michael Gunner, has triggered an operation using the military to round up Aboriginal tribesmen and place them into COVID quarantine facilities, one of which is called Howard Springs. Now, Premier Gunner was cur- you know, was criticized for this. He got furious in a highly publicized national outburst um, and insisted that the Aborigines that had been rounded up by the military really wanted to be there. They were very, very happy. Um, why we needed the military to round them up in that case is not clear. Um, neither, nor is it clear why Aborigines who really wanted to be at the Howard Springs quarantine camp scaled the wall and escaped, which of course led to, I kid you not, a national manhunt. The Darwin police used helicopters, roadblocks, and were conducting vehicle searches to recapture the men who Michael Gunner, the premier, said wanted to be in the detainment and quarantine facility. Clearly, something isn't adding up. Folks, if the American people knew this, they'd be fighting much harder. I think even some on the left would be fighting. And finally, the most insane thing of the week, the thing we've never seen before. We used to associate the FBI and to some extent the CIA with, you know, being motivated to stop pedophilia, not underwriting and supporting it. Well, an article from BuzzFeed contained the second shocking installment this year of a cover-up by our intelligence agencies and the DOJ of what amounts to overt pedophilia. The world was treated earlier this year to an absolute horror show as the top-ranked U.S. women's gymnast, the very faces of gymnastics in the world, testified before Congress they'd all been sexually abused, like all of them. And the reason they were testifying was because the FBI special agent in charge of the investigation buried it because he wanted a job with the Olympic Committee, even going so far as to commit fraud and falsifying documents to make it look like he'd investigated the team doctor who was abusing them all. He knew the rapes were happening and that these were underage girls. He just didn't care. It went on for nine additional months, during which time dozens more girls were abused. Now, here's the thing. Any agency can have a corrupt agent. I'm sure most do. That's not the end of the world. What the end of the world looks like, though, is when the DOJ refuses to charge that animal at the FBI, when he's allowed to retire with his retirement benefits, when the wails and gnashing of the teeth from Congress, both Democrats and Republicans over this, result in absolutely zero charges from the DOJ, which is completely disinterested in pedophilia if it's being committed by the right people, i.e. members of the intelligence community. So that's the background there with the DOJ. Shockingly, no charges for the uh, FBI agent, a near total cover-up by current FBI director, Chris Ray. So this goes deep. This agent knew he could bury this attack, could bury these crimes, and the agency and the DOJ would back him up because they're apparently A-OK with pedophilia. Well, this week, we learned it's going on at the CIA, too, thanks to an article on this in, of all places, BuzzFeed, where we learned that CIA had 14 employees 
or contractors who were sexually abusing kids. I mean, rape? Getting moms to photograph girls in disgusting and illegal positions? Kitty porn? Whole nine yards. And guess what? Not a one of them was charged. Nope. The cases were all taken to the DOJ, and one after the next, every one of them, no charges. Nope. None. They were referred back to the CIA, which did dismiss the individuals, but that was it. Can you imagine if you committed crimes like this in, you know, your local area? Oh, my God. You'd go to jail for a long, long time and be publicly humiliated. But if you're CIA, in other words, intelligence, American royalty, it's all good. BuzzFeed even asked the DOJ how on earth they could have let monsters like this go. By the way, here's the kicker. All of them committed their crimes on CIA time to some extent. Yes, while on the job, they transacted in some way so as to commit these crimes. Wrap your head around that. But the DOJ said in the response to BuzzFeed that they couldn't prosecute. It might compromise methods and sources. What a total crock. Methods and sources? No, the way you don't compromise methods and sources is you prosecute. So these guys' crimes are out there and they can't be blackmailed because everything about the horrific things they've done is known. So it's no longer useful as blackmail material. They have it exactly opposite. So folks, what what are we looking at here? This looks like this system that has protected the swamp, the Hillary's, uh, the Hunter Biden's who've committed in your face, outright crimes, the Anthony Fauci's, all of these people, they just get a pass, even on the most horrific of crimes. It's unbelievable. It's terrifying. But it's a sign of the times of how truly lawless our government has become, while again, the only people being seriously targeted by it, in the case of the FBI and the DOJ, our parents who dare to show up and speak a little forcefully at their school board meetings. It's all upside down and insane. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.